it's time for another tech petition podcast we're back how's it going clarence how you doing man i'm doing good man uh fresh off the heels of pensacon 2019 where i had a lot of fun saw a lot of famous people as well so you know saw, saw, saw the william shatner in person in, in, in oh really color. oh really yeah man william shatner uh catherine tate a doctor who actor uh almost the entire cast of battlestar galactica was there which was freaking awesome uh, you got to see starbuck well she wasn't there nah. <laughs> okay nah. the, nah. but i saw colonel ty say fracking silos in front of the in crowd. the words of in the words of metallica <laughs> nothing else matters i'm just playing <laughs> Yeah, man, but that was good. I saw a lot of famous people, had fun, chilled out in Pensacola. So, you know, glad to be back, but had fun doing that. So, yeah, um, you want to just, just jump right in it? Jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. What okay, do we have on so, the here for the day? Some interesting Nintendo news. Uh, well, do you want to talk about your Nintendo story first? So this uh, is kind of short and sweet. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty short and sweet, but, you know, um, Reggie Fizeme has been around for a while now. He is the the main i guess the public facing guy for them when you think of nintendo heads he's kind of one of them uh, besides the legendary creators over at nintendo he's one of one of the ones that come to your mind and he's going to be retiring and uh he's going to be replaced by some guy named bowser so maybe i should <laughs> duck bowser in an ironic twist will be the end of an era replacing reggie fizeme as head of nintendo of america yeah he's moving on out man which is, you know, that was kind of surprising. Yeah. He has been the the guy for a while, though. So, I mean, maybe he wants to move on or I'm sure he's made enough money to last him the rest of his life. So, yep, probably just wanting to chillax. I'm sure that's a stressful job. Yeah, man. Yeah. Get on out of there and uh, let some fresh blood get in there and, um, you know, shake things up. And he leaves on a high note. So that's, that can't be understated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. Well, speaking of Nintendo, there's a couple of rumblings or rumors or scuttlebutt, however you want to call it. So first off, there's a rumor that the new iteration of the Switch will be coming this year. <clears throat> there's not really any... No, this is not a sequel. Like, this is not a next console. This is like a just refined version of the Switch. <laughs> is, is, it, is it really going to be a refined version? What do you mean? Uh, nah, nah, I'm really laughing at it because I, I heard another guy talking about this. It says Nintendo is the only company that can take something away from something, rebrand it, and put it out, and we'll look at it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. So, <laughs> so what, what, do, what are they doing with this revised version that you mentioned? So, first of all, there, the rumor is that there's going to be two versions. One of them is a Switch Lite, and the other one is, like I said, a, a, a new or enhanced version of the Switch. They don't, I don't really. I can't really find any details on exactly what that means. It could mean a better screen, screen, better game pads. I don't know. Longer battery. Who knows? But I think it's interesting that they're rumored to be releasing new hardware this year. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things I heard that maybe they will take off the, take away the ability to remove the joy cons, you know, to have a, um, enclosed true handheld. Yeah. True handheld will make it cheaper to produce. And also maybe get a different price point in there and, you know, continue to sell as they do. Uh, they can definitely cut corners and make it a little bit cheaper, make it a little bit more affordable. So so you can start to maybe slowly phase out that handheld market that they also own with the uh, mm-hmm. the 3DS. So I don't know. I, yeah. th- I think it's a good idea. 
Yeah, and um, piggybacking off of that, um, there's quite a few Microsoft rumors going around in conjunction with Nintendo. First one was actually confirmed by Microsoft. Uh, so there's a description of their upcoming GDC panel, and they pretty much confirmed that Xbox Live is coming to the Switch. I, I think do. that's um, I think that's awesome. Like, it's a win-win because Nintendo's current online service is garbage. It is hot, steamy, smelly garbage. And <laughs> I don't if, understand this, man. You don't understand it. I mean, wh- what's not to understand about it? I mean, okay, is it going to replace Nintendo's current system? Yes. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Okay, so I thought it was just like an also also ran thing that they're kind of just. Um, I don't think so. Um, man, I know that's that huge. That's I know huge. that Smash Brothers, um, the new Smash Brothers Ultimate uses Nintendo service. So I don't know if they're going to be refactoring that, but. The way I I've received this is that you know they're going to be using it as their online service like going forward. That is really interesting. And there's also a rumor that Game Pass is coming to the Switch. Yes, if they get this X Cloud thing up and running with the addition of Game Pass, pay what ten bucks a month and you're able to stream. Uh, I'm not going to say proper games, but big boy games to the Switch. I think that could be interesting. And I mean. I mean, at first glance, I agree with you. This may not make a whole lot of sense, but there's a couple things to consider. One of them is that, I mean, this generation, Microsoft, really Microsoft's only competitor is Sony. Like, Nintendo's not really competing with Microsoft and Sony. Like, not really. If you look at their system, it's a completely different, like, ecosystem. Like, the games that are being released on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox, they're not really being released on the Switch and vice versa. I mean, the Switch... I mean, I'm sure there's some cross play. You know, there's some games that kind of maybe released on all of them, but most for the most part, it's kind of its own thing, and it's kind of a handheld, and it's kind of a console, and they're not really competing with each other. Um, Nintendo needs an online service. I mean, if you think about it, like they're already playing buddy buddy with all this cross platform stuff, where Sony doesn't want to play ball. Minecraft is on the Switch. It's yeah. also on the PlayStation, yeah. but. I, I feel like, you know, this new bromance that they have and like <laughs> it, it only makes sense. And I mean, the thing is, like I said, they're not competing. So from Microsoft's perspective, I mean, the 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 best thing can happen that can happen is they maybe sell a few more Xboxes. And then you also have synergies. There were some people who may not have necessarily bought a switch. You know, they may try one out now and vice versa. I feel like it'll be more switch people trying out Xboxes than Xbox of people trying out Switch. Yeah. But yeah, and, and and that's the thing to me. I don't I don't really see in this puzzle where this is going to drive people to buy Xbox hardware. And maybe maybe that's not the point. Maybe well, it's that's just, the thing. That's the thing. Microsoft isn't trying to sell a hardware anymore. They're trying to make games as a service. I mean, they're even yeah, doing it on yeah, the Xbox. Right. Yeah. And like like because you know, with Game Pass, they're they're trying to do Netflix for games. And I feel like the more platforms they can put that on, I mean, that's just pure profit for them, you know? Yeah, it, it will be inter- interesting to see Nintendo actually put Xbox, make uh, Xbox Live a part of their online platform. And Microsoft already, already kind of does it with uh, EA Access, which is another tier you can buy on top of mm-hmm. your normal Xbox Live. So, I mean, I can see what they're going for here in you know, maybe the story we get at E3 will be a complete picture to where maybe I can really latch on to it. But right now, it's just kind of. And the other thing is like that. 
I'm thinking is that they're not going to call it Xbox Live. They'll probably call it yeah. Nintendo Live or something. But I mean, the the accounts will be. I feel like it'll be something named like Nintendo ish, and the accounts will just be persistent. So you can log in to Nintendo Live with your Microsoft account, or oh, you can yeah. log. You know, I like that like, live thing going across. Yeah. Like that's what I feel. I don't think they're going to call it Xbox Live on the Switch. They'll they'll find some way to rebrand it, but the you know the the bones underneath will be Xbox Live. Yeah, and I just, I'm really excited about this. I think it's an excellent opportunity for both of these companies to work together, and it's equally I feel like mutually beneficial for both. So yeah, and my only like, worry is is Microsoft has kind of this start stop mentality with a lot of services. Where they start something and it, you know, starts out to be this shining thing on a hill and it's going to be so great. And you know, a year or so into it, they wind up taking a total U-turn. So I, if, well, well if that's the thing though. This, well, that's but, the thing. Even with this, like Xbox Live is not going anywhere. True, it's been around true. for over what, 10 years now? Yeah. 10, 15 years? It's, it's tried and true. And version of Xbox Live that was on the Xbox that launched with Halo 2. It is better than Nintendo's online service right now. That's how bad Nintendo's online service is. So, <laughs> yeah. like, they are hurting. Yeah. It's funny because I was I was reading these articles about uh, Nintendo sent out a survey when they were designing their online service. And um, they asked, asked um, different um, game developers, like, what would they want in an online service? And a lot of them were like, we want some of the things that Sony and Microsoft have, like, achievements, you know, and... Um, and leaderboards and like all this other yeah. stuff and the translator who was doing it, he would reply back to these developers. Like they, they don't have any idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> what is this? A lost in translation thing? Like, could you, um, they just have no idea what Microsoft <sighs> and Sony are doing. Like they have wow. no, they have no clue. Wow. And wow. if you know, they're just, that's how far behind they are. So, this is good for them and it's good for Microsoft. So especially if they go games as a service and it's like, you know, this could be the Trojan horse that they need to like overtake Sony. I was joking with some of my friends at work and I was like, they just need to make a console together. Just just do it. Just do it. Man, that would be killer. Nintendo Nintendo killer. sucks at hardware. They sucked at hardware for a while now. I mean, they usually have their stick or their, I don't want to say gimmick because it's not the right word, but they usually have their stick with their hardware where it's like, okay, it's interesting, but can you imagine if Microsoft and Sony decided to release a console together, like how huge that would be? Well, wasn't it rumored or maybe there was some actual hardware? I think there was actual hardware of, Nint of uh, Nintendo and Sony doing a yeah. combo uh, thing Nintendo is back the in the reason late 90s. Nintendo is the reason Sony is in the gaming industry. So like, yeah, I know the history on this. So, all right. So Super Nintendo era, right? Um, optical media is becoming more prevalent. So Nintendo was like doing some, I guess, preliminary research on adding a, a disk drive because you had Sega CD out. Yep. And I don't know if Sega CD came out before or after, but you had stuff like the CDI. Like there are some CD based game consoles coming out. So they basically went to, you know, they basically worked with Sony to try to develop a disk drive, a CD drive for the, the um, Super Nintendo. And it was going to be called the Nintendo PlayStation. <laughs> and um wow basically i think nintendo or sony wanted royalties or something on the on the they wanted all the royalties from the media royalties from the cd sales so nintendo was getting worried that um sony was gonna try to like screw them over or something yeah so they screwed sony over first like they didn't even tell <laughs> sony 
They didn't even tell Sony, but at CES, like Sony was getting ready to show this Nintendo PlayStation prototype at wow. CES or one of those shows. I think it was CES. And then Nintendo at the same show announces that they're going to be working with, I believe it was Philips. They're going to be yeah. working with Philips to release a a um a CD based um gaming console. It was either because like remember those those horrible zelda cdi games that came out yep that's that was kind of the result of that deal but sony was so pissed off that they just gave ken kudaragi who was working with nintendo on this nintendo playstation they just gave him a bucket of money to finish the project and And, the rest is history huh and yeah they went to all these different developers whereas you used to have to pay all this money to like mass produce cartridges they're like we can mass produce these CDs for for like pennies on the dollar, <laughs> and it, your your um overhead costs are going to go down. You're going to sell more games, and you'll get a bigger cut of the royalties. And they just pretty much marketed the heck out of the PlayStation, and ended up just completely killing everybody in that generation. And I mean, the rest is history, obviously. But yeah, yeah. um, it's just there's a really interesting article on it. I'll have to find it and send it to you. But yeah, that was sorry, that was a tangent. No, no, there. no, not at all. I mean, do you do you think it's possible in today's day and age for anybody to make a console um, that's profitable? Um, people are trying. There's like a couple different companies that are trying to release a console. All these release console based um, Atari. Atari released their Atari box or whatever they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't. Um, there's also another Android console coming out. <laughs> There's also a new console. I can't remember what the name of it is, yeah, though. I remember the Atari thing. I wasn't uh, talking about that. It's not Atari. It's something else. But I can't remember. I'm, I'm not going to spend the time to research it. But there, there's also another console coming out this year. Um, And it's like a – it's going to be like not like the Oya, which was that Android thing. It's going to be like an actual legit. Oh, I think it's going to be PC-based, though. So Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cool, man. And we got uh, GDC coming up next month as well as E3 just a a few short months from now. So, man, we are we are getting into the thick of it for 2019, man. Yep. 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 So I'm going to pivot into a story of mine talking about online services. So Spotify has officially launched in India. So why do we care? We, 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 we don't really, unless you're in India and you're (laughs) listening. I'm glad you're listening. Um, but. They are a little of the differences of the Spotify service in India versus the Spotify service here. First of all, the paid service is 119. I think this is RS, which is rupees, I believe. And that equates to $1 and 67 American cents a month. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And, And on top of that, I think one of the huge differences here is their streaming tier. Whereas here, you can't really on a mobile defi- device go to the song of your choice. You have to kind of do this shuffle thing, which I find it's highly- more like Pandora. The free yeah, is. Yeah. It's more like a radio station gear, which I find highly irritating. Um, they won't have that limitation in India for the free, for the free tier. So, um, yeah, India finally getting Spotify. Um, you know, maybe not big news or something, but I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah. It- it's 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 always good to see these services kind of expand a little bit, and that's the only way you can really grow these days is to go to to these different markets where they are not. So it's it's cool to see Spotify doing their thing. Well, I mean, the cool thing about that is, um, I've got two things. One is, um, if you look at like these online gaming portals like um Steam and uh, I think even Xbox Live, in these different like. 
these the, in different countries they have different price tiers. So like, yeah. you can buy the same game that costs sixty bucks here in different countries. It costs like five equivalent of five U.S. dollars. But in the case of India, I feel like it makes way more sense because I look at it like I look at a Steam sale. The price is lower, but the the amount of people, the yeah. population is Good so point. enormous that they'll still still end up making a boatload of money. Um, you know, so like I think that's really cool that they're doing that and not pricing themselves out of the local market. Yeah, man, India is the new China as fine uh, as as far as like um, breaking into markets and trying to sell to mass quantities of people. Uh, they're the new frontier in in trying to launch a service and get something out there because just the sheer size of the addressable market is so massive. Um, you kind of have to be there if you want to really grow as a company. Yep. 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 <clears throat> cool. All right, then. Um, my next story, I think this will probably be my last tinfoil hat story for a um, <laughs> considerable amount of time. But you retired? Uh, I, I emailed you about this, I think, maybe last week or I sent you a link. Yeah, you um, basically, Google released this device called Nest Secure. And it's basically a security system, um, from what I understand. And they shipped it with a microphone that they didn't tell any about, anybody about. So basically, this thing shipped with a microphone. Mm-hmm. It was firmware disabled. And I have no reason to believe otherwise. But it, it's firmware disabled. But it, it shipped with this microphone. People got it in their houses. And now they're going to release this firmware update to where you can enable voice commands to it. Now, Yikes. me being the tinfoil hat person I am about these personal devices, like that just that just totally like just turns me off. Even if truly they weren't listening, and I don't believe they were, they just Trojan horse horsed. Is that even, can I use it as a verb? They just Trojan horsed a microphone in a bunch of people's home. They had no idea it wasn't on a spec sheet. Like this is my thing. It wasn't on a spec sheet. It was nowhere in the documentation that there was a microphone in this thing. And I mean, you know, you can call me crazy if you want, but <laughs> Congress is actually asking Google about this. So um, <sighs> Congress is seeking answers from the CEO, uh, Senator Pichai. I believe that's the Alphabet CEO. No, no, no. That is the Google CEO. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it's been on the market since September of 2017. And they decided to turn into a Google Assistant recently. And Congress wants to know how that can happen and if we should be concerned about any other Google devices. Oh, <laughs> There's actually, a, I believe, an man. open letter where they're asking six questions to Google. So, yeah, they're asking Google six questions. I'm not going to go through. Oh, I guess I will. They're right here. Simple. So the first one is, has the microphone always been a component of the Nest Secure Home Security Alarm System? When and how did Google become aware that a microphone was not listed on the Nest Secure's technical specifications available to consumers? What steps is Google taking to inform purchasers? Please describe Google's process for developing technical specs for its products. What stage did the error take place that resulted in the omission of the microphone's presence? Has Google taken steps to prevent such an error from reoccurring in the technical specs for other Google products? Is Google aware or has Google ever been aware of any third party using Nest Secure Microphone or any unauthorized purpose? For any unauthorized purpose. And the last question is, is Google aware of similar omissions in the technical specifications for any other products? And wow, that's the thing. That's the thing that worries me. Here. 
that's the thing that worries me is that number that last one is that yeah we got it here but um like um how are we how are we to know that they haven't done this before or since so so mark it's, mentions in our chat room after the google assistant mini fiasco you think they would learn do you know what he's talking about i don't i don't remember that one but i'm gonna google google mini fiasco <gasps> it was secret secretly recording Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. Market? I remember this now. Okay. This is almost two years ago. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Okay, say I we were... probably even talked about this because it was it was recording people's the dude's conversation. Yeah, we did talk but, about yeah. it. We did. Yeah, talk we about talked it. about it. I remember it now. Okay, let, let me let me pose something to you. Say I were to give you this nice car. The car looks pretty. <laughs> the car looks pretty good. You know, it 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 goes pretty fast. But I can tell you, I can give you a software update to unlock something called, let's say, ludicrous mode, where you can go zero to 60 in two point something seconds. You know, I'm unlocking a feature for you to enjoy. So as I <laughs> clumsily relate that back to our story <laughs> about this Google device, what is the harm in having a, a piece of hardware that is totally disabled, but we're going to unlock it if you so choose? I don't have a problem with that. But the problem is th- the fact that they did this is not the problem. The problem is they shipped this device with a microphone yeah. inside of it and it wasn't on the technical specification. Yeah. Like that's the problem. Like they should have at least disclosed that it was there. That's creepy. Um, that's I that's the problem. That that's the creepy, problem. Dude. You don't is even that... put on a spec sheet. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the problem is uh... there was no like you just who who thought that was a good idea? Like that's what yeah. I want to know. Who, who yeah. thought that was a good idea? And and you would certainly think Google would be attuned to these type of um people sensibilities. Already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people people are already looking at them with the um with the with a sharp eye to make sure they don't foul up because Google is so massive and so large and is so entrenched in so many different services and technologies and the fact that they can release a piece of hardware that they don't even put it on the spec sheet, that, that, that's just unacceptable. I, I totally and this was, on this one. and that's the thing was, this is definitely, it definitely wasn't an oversight. There's no way this was an oversight. Yeah. Like there is no way that there was a microphone in there and they just somehow forgot to put it on the spec sheet. Like this was intentional. And that's the part that like that, like I said, that, that's the part that bothers me about this. How did it's it not come necessarily- out? How did, how did it come out? It was just people dissecting it, found out that it has a microphone. I believe that my, that Google, um, they they made an announcement about a feature update that would enable a microphone. Uh, They're like, download this firmware update and you can it'll enable Google Voice command. Like, how is it? Oh, what what, dude? And you, I, actually, I think somebody tore it apart. Oh, God. somebody tore it apart and they found the microphone. Oh, it, I, some, I can't remember exactly what happened. But, but, but dude, you are a freaking technology con- company. Put the specs on a freaking website if you somehow forgot to put it on the packaging or uh, instruction booklet or whatever. Put it on the website. This is just ridiculous. It's you can just really, put like really microphone for disabled <laughs> microphone disabled for future firmware. You know, like you can put something on there, just not just. Oh, we're yeah. not gonna say anything about it. <sighs> <sighs> Come on, Google. <laughs> I'm behind you. Help me out here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I I think that that's our stories for today. That is actually our stories for today. I have one more. 
Okay. Oh, oh, I oh, oh. Let me. Yeah. Did you let's, see the, let's talk did you about see the this. picture? Did you I, see the picture? I saw the picture, and I'm wondering what the heck. <laughs> okay. What so, the heck? explain, sir. All right. So, there's a new smartphone coming out, and it's made by Energizer. <laughs> Energizer. So, when you think Energizer, what do you think? Batteries. The, the little bunny walking around with the drum, that's kind of... It keeps going and going and going. Okay, yeah. so Energizer is releasing a smartphone, and it has a, I think it's an 18,000 milliwatt amp, milliamp hour battery, 18,000 milliamp hour battery. Wow. And it's almost an inch thick. Yes. It's, point, it's 18 millimeters, which is like 0.7 inches, I believe. Oh, man. That's the side it view. Thick. It's thick with that two can't be the it side view, dude. Thick. Oh my. Okay, I didn't realize that was. A, I, I thought it just didn't have a screen or something. No, That's the freaking side thick. view. It's got five cameras. Oh got a six point two inch screen with an eighteen point nine aspect ratio. Um, it can, it can also function as a power bank <laughs> or or uh, tool of death. Uh. Forty eight hours. Actually, oh, I'll take that back. Users will be able to make up to 90 hours of calls, listen to 100 hours of music, and watch around two days of video on a single charge. In standby mode, the battery lasts up to 50 days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You can also use the phone to charge other devices like a Tesla. This is Um, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to admit the concept of a a a a la- long lasting battery is pretty cool, but I don't see nobody walking around with this thing. It's like, yeah, hang on, my girl calling me. This is like if you're going. I guess if you're going to the outback, you wouldn't need one of these because you wouldn't nope. have phone service. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hello. I just no. How y'all doing? <laughs> well, you said you like them thick. Uh, and that's like that's <laughs> that's thick two C's right there, man. Wow. Yeah, I just don't know who thought this was a good idea. It does run Android eight though. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we're talking about phones, and I guess this came out at um. What's the big phone conference that they have every uh, Mobile World Congress? Wasn't that last week? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, did you see some of the foldable phones that came out? What are your thoughts? I know before we said that, you know. We didn't really talk about the Galaxy one. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? It came out last week, too. Um, It's too gimmicky for me, man. Is it something we even need, I guess, is what I really need to ask you. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, just to be blunt, no. I don't see anybody... You know, of course, there's going to be that guy with more money than brains that just like, I want to look cool, so I'm going to buy this foldable. Uh, I'm not even going to say that. But I just don't see I just don't see a practical use for this. Who's going to pay two thousand dollars for a smartphone when you yeah. can buy a freaking iPad and a yeah something else and yeah. it won't cost that much? Now, now I do want to see them keep iterating on the technology because I want it to if they can get course, it, yeah. if they get it down to a certain thickness, I think it would be feasible. You know, but it's going to be ungodly expensive for a while. But if they can keep working on the technology, get get it down uh, in price and size, I would be like 110 percent behind it, man. Uh, also, yeah. we, we saw the uh, S10, uh, Galaxy S10, where we have the 
under the screen Sonic. Now fin- that is cool. Reader. That is freaking cool. fantastic. Freaking fantastic. Um, no, but there's so much innovation that I'm really, I'm really loving in the smartphone, um, sec- sector because, you know, honestly, at this point, everything kind of looks the same. So every little thing you can do to differentiate and mostly keep the price around the same price point. Uh, I think that's the key because as of the, what the last two years, we've been seeing the price go up and up, especially for if you're an iPhone person. So they need to, they need to really focus on keeping that price around the same price point. But you know, the slowly, prices should be going down, yes. not up. Yes. They haven't, they yes. haven't innovated on phones enough for the prices to be going up. Yeah. I mean, well, it's always cameras and they're trying to, it's been cameras and fingerprint readers the last few years. But how good does a phone camera have to be really? I mean, other than having the bra- bragging rights of having the best camera, I mean, you could probably release a device with equal quality to like the new the new iPhone or the new whatever, yeah, for like half the price, yeah. and it still be a decent machine. Like that that used to be Google's thing is they they release good phones at a reasonable price, yeah, but Nexus. I guess they they got in a pissing contest with <laughs> with Samsung and um. Um, Apple, and now they want to have the the flagship. Yeah, well, you know, and we all suffer. Yes, yeah, man. Um, any other stories want to dive into? Um, uh, I don't think I got. There's other stuff, but we can we can talk about that another week. Nothing as cool as I think what we what we discussed. Yeah, well, thanks for everybody that's joining the chat room there. Our friend Mark Wells from DiceJunkies.com. You should check those guys out on YouTube and their podcast as well. Uh, awesome stuff. Carrie, um, anything that you're working on podcast related or otherwise you want to plug for you in things up right here? Um, No, not really. Um, Just the stuff I do with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm glad we're back in the swing of it, man, because it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be talking tech again, man. So Yeah, yeah. definitely. And also check us out on DiscussingTrek.com where we talk about uh, Star Trek Discovery in somewhat excessive detail. In addition to talking all things Trek. Yeah, those episodes usually come out on Tuesdays and we're here live most Wednesdays. So, yeah, make sure you stay tuned, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com. Never charge your phone again. Carry around a brick in your pocket. <laughs> it's like balance. Give and take, man. Give and take. <laughs>